Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John, and how are you, sir? Doing just splendid. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, for those of you just joining us, this is The Bro Show. My name is Jerry. My name is John. Oh, man. And you know what you've landed in the middle of? You are listening to two guys who are related by birth. Listen to their inner voices. This is a very profound show. This is not your run-of-the-mill brother show. There's a lot of bro shows out there. I don't know if you're there aware. are. This one, this one special. We talk about four things. We talk about whales. Don't ask. Okay. We just talk about. Them. <laughs> Secondly, we we have a word, and the word is really not special at all. And then the third thing we do is we face off and we talk about a topic. That we don't necessarily disagree on, but we naturally have two different views of. Oh. And last but not least, we have a grown or a dad joke, a bad joke. Yes, all good. Hey, that sounds like a really good show, by the way. It, I think I'm going to actually do it rather than listen. All right, that's a good idea. <laughs> I was going to listen to it. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, you got any clothes on hmm. for a change? Uh, it's getting warm down here, so not yeah, many. Yeah, so I know. It's get up in the high 90s down there in Austin, so I would imagine it's it kind of a little slim. Stanley clad. Scantily, Stanley, that's good. Ooh, scantily that clad. Pretty exotic there. Mm. Well, don't don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I do have a shirt. I do have a T-shirt on, though. And the T-shirt is Season of the Bear. Ooh, yeah. that driving yeah. animal. Mm. The animal is driving yeah. in a car, got glasses on, got sunglasses oh, on. He's cruising. Hope, hope he's got a license. That's all I care about. He's got a license. You're, you're, law, you're a law and order kind of guy. I know that. Yeah, hey, listen, I mm-hmm. jumped to the, the inner recesses of my bro show t shirt vault and oh. came up with. <laughs> came this is a high security it. area. Is this high security? Yeah, yes. sometimes I forget the combination, and boy, I have to scramble on Saturday morning. But wow. here's, here's what I got. What I got is I got what I call the Bro Show uh, Circular Insignia shirt, which has got the oh. insignia on it with our mugs, the Bro Show, www.bro.show, the really big mm. one. Mm. So that's what I'm wearing, and ooh, I'm feeling yeah. it. It is so, so soothing and comfortable. Yeah, that's what we go so. for. These are comfort shirts. <laughs> It's like comfort food. Don't eat the shirt, though. Okay, that's very important. Don't eat the shirt. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I like you it. don't want to do that. Okay, you don't want to do that. So, hey, hey, what we got sponsored this week? We got hey, sponsor? our sponsor, and this is one that we're you know have for the whole uh, season, season of the whale. We got one called in the. It's a nonprofit organization called Save the Whales. Mm. This uh, nonprofit, uh, California nonprofit, founded in 1977 by Maris Sidenstacker. And this lady was very concerned out there on the Pacific Coast and Southern Cal uh, about the the plight of whales and the, mm. and the fact that we needed to do something to understand and make sure that they survive. So what she did is she created the uh, started with a revenue source that's near and dear to our hearts, T-shirts, and sold T-shirts to start her nonprofit. And it, it continues on to this day, meeting the test of time. 
primarily uh, doing an educational thing in schools so kids know at a very early, get off to a good start and know that whales are, are very important to the, the, the existence of Earth. And so uh, that's what it's all about. You know, I think they got other swag there that they on their website, they'll, they'll they can uh, kind of get you dressed up. They can get you set up. They can get you set up. They got yeah. T-shirts. They got some fine T-shirts. They're unusual, sure. I would have to say. Yeah. So if you, you want to, you got you me one. Got your shirt. And so yeah. if you really want to be part of uh, donating and a contributor, the organization, you give them some buckles. But if you want to get something in return, buy a T-shirt. Or something else like a hat, and uh, and you'll be helping this wonderful organization. So that's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Their main message is whales are not snackage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the whales. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sometimes you have to say it out loud, John. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not going to be looking for that sign that says "Don't eat whales," but I'm glad you told me. So yeah. Hey, we have a whale story. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really interesting, you know, we've done a lot of stories with respect to different kinds of whales, and I thought we'd pretty well run out of interesting, exciting stories. And sure enough, you pulled this one out, uh, and it's the narwhale uh, is the, the species. It's called the unicorn of the sea, and perhaps you can give us some deets as to what makes this uh, a unique whale and also a very interesting one. This is a whale that does not migrate. That's a good start. Yeah, that it, okay. it hang. Where does it hang then? Where does it hang? Arctic Circle. It digs that Arctic wow. Circle. So Ice, likes the not cool. a problem. Ice, yeah. not a problem. They wow. like very cold temperatures. They're pretty good sized whale. You know, they can get over thirty feet long. They're not little. It depends yeah, on can. how you're going to measure the whale. How are you going to measure it? Yeah, you know, it's a trick question. That thirty, that 30 trick feet question. that you gave them is probably a little bit of that is their tusk, as they're called. And yeah. if you add the tusk to it, yeah, it's going to approach 30. But without the tusk, it's closer to 20. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> and, and with, you know, whales, this one is, I would call, medium size, maybe 4,200 pounds. So, yeah, so it, it it's good. So it's got – but this tusk that it has is, is a, a very, very unique feature. And maybe you can describe it yeah. and tell us its functionality. This tusk is actually a tooth, believe it or not. Now, there's a couple things about that that are interesting. One is in it being a tooth. And by the way, most of the narwhales with these unicorn-like tusks, they come straight out of their their forehead kind of, you know, or snout or whatever you want to call it. It comes straight out, and it goes about 10 feet. And it twists. It's kind of a curly cue kind of thing, and it looks just yeah. like the tusks you, you see in books that depict unicorns. So that's Ooh. the unicorn connection. We'll mm. talk more about that in a moment. But right now, this this animal, this tooth, is sensitive, John. It has 10 million nerve cells in it, like a tooth. Ooh. And that tooth wow. goes into their jaw, has a nerve that goes into the brain. And this crazy tusk is a sensing mechanism when they're hunting and when they're competing for females. Oh, yeah. What like do they eat? iPod radar. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, all right, here's the deal. These are not baleen whales. These are toothed whales. And they snack on halibut, squid, small fish. And here's the kicker that hardly anyone knows other than this tooth tusk thing. 
The other thing people hardly know about is the fact that these guys are deep divers. Mm. Yeah. Mile, mile and a half down. That's a lot of footage. Sure That's is. Big. Yeah. And they you can, can hold their breath yeah. for long periods of time, and they don't give a damn about the ice. I'll just hold my breath a while longer. They're good at spotting where there's a little crack and they can, can get some air. But they're not they're not a desperate animal. They're pretty slick. They're pretty cool. And uh you know they're not they're not good eating. Did I tell you that? Probably No, not. you didn't. No, you just said they're you're not, not good eating. Whale, so I think that kind of fits uh, I'm not gonna say how I know that. I'm not gonna divulge that information, but they're not good eating. They're not that big, first of all. Okay. Yeah. And and secondarily, uh they're fun to look at. They got these tusks, they fight for their women, it's all good. They're scary looking. I mean, with that tusk, it, it, you would expect that tusk to have a little bit more curvature, and it doesn't. It, it's no. logically straight, it, it, and it's got those, you know, the, those grooves in it. Yeah. yeah you can see cues. the grooves in it, so it, it's almost like they were going to use it as a drill. <laughs> Except it yeah, doesn't yeah, move. It, yeah, it, does. it looks like, oh, this it is does. a drill. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The women so, whale go, wow, check out that guy's tusk. That's not all he's he's got. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, they're packing. They're packing. They're packing heat. What can I say? All good. So, you know what? The fact is, that segues this whale called the unicorn of the whale. Segues into our word. 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 The word is unicorn. 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 And yeah. I know we quite often we, we I remember my first exposure to, to Unicorn. There was a movie called The Kid with Two Farthings in 1955, which had uh, uh, a kid that had a unicorn, had a goat that had a, a you know, a horn sticking out mm-hmm. the middle of his head. Yeah. And uh, it also had Deanna Doors. I watched Deanna a little oh. bit more than I watched the goat. What? Deanna Doors. <laughs> Yeah, that English bombs, blam, blam, blah, 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 it's a symbol of – it can be a symbol of a chastity, but it also can be a symbol of uh, of good luck. It can, can – you know, it, it can be a – and the, another definition that, that you came up with, it's actually something uh, that's unattainable. It's an unattainable yeah. object, and the pursuit of it is, is – is so, for example, quite often you can link leprechaun and gold, and so a leprechaun's unicorn would be their search for that uh, that pot of gold. So yeah. uh, that that's one uh, the one I came up with, but I thought was kind of interesting, was uh, as unattainable is if you see a, a a woman that's quite attractive and you realize that she's out of your league, uh, yeah. maybe not very attainable. You might say, well, she's a unicorn girl or uniform unicorn lady. Uh, so that's another yeah. way that the the word can be used. So yeah, it's it's oh. got you know a typical word that's got a fair amount of meaning, now uh, many meanings, and you know it depends upon the connotation and how it's being used. So now these just, lo- these long shot startups, these high tech long shot yeah, startups, are called unicorns one. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, so that, that, that's you found it in that way with the the source being mm-hmm. cities that are that are you know attracting unicorn uh, enterprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's another one. So it's all yeah. it's all good. Oh, it is all good. What a great word. Hey, speaking of words and, and unicorns. How about the Sun Times in Chicago? What happened there? Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's a there's some uh, breaking news that took place. You know, started in the beginning of 2022, in which uh, they decided to become a, a part of a nonprofit organization. Now, you know, you say nonprofit journalism, and it's really got a, a, a lot of history. It, 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 you know, when you think of organizations such me. as this, uh, there's organizations such as the Associated Press. You'd say, well, that yeah. is a nonprofit, and it fits the mold of a nonprofit because it educates the public. So it it, it doesn't have any trouble just with its 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 main purpose of doing that. What makes the 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 situation in here in Chicago a little bit different is there have been over the last couple of years a move towards. Newspapers becoming nonprofits, and that's 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 one thing. To give some examples, we had the uh, Salt Lake City uh, Tribune, the Philadelphia Inquirer, fairly large city, big newspapers, making yeah. that, and it really kind of fits what we need because we know that the the newsprint is a is becoming a, a dying. Uh, thing it's a it's becoming a yeah. dinosaur yeah. because digital news is kind of you know just beating it up big time so that yep. ad you know that ad revenue that they were used to getting is just not there anymore so here's the thing about about chicago chicago didn't create itself as a uh, make itself a a nonprofit it was purchased by another nonprofit and this oh. brings forth a what could very well be the business model of newspapers, city newspapers of the future. So two oh, really? storied news outlets uh, came together to create a one large uh, nonprofit news organization. Now, what are those two news outlets? Well, one of them is the Chicago's NPR station, WBEZ, which has a news talk format and includes uh, syndicated uh, content such as Fresh Air. And it seems to oh, have yeah. a, uh, a, Gross, an emphasis, Terry an emphasis on, on international news, but it also is somewhat to the, like the sometimes in that it has a, a strong local news department that really likes to get into local investigative hard, you know, keeping your ear close to the ground and coming up with yeah. things that are going to be helping the city. So. Both pride themselves in, in having strong digital formats uh, with no paywalls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it looks like a marriage made in heaven. And so what made wow. this deal possible was the fact that, well, the Sun-Times is loaded with a lot of debt. They're hardly going to be uh, uh, some an organization which somebody's going to pay a lot of money for. So what happened was that the uh, WBEZ, which is owned by uh, the, its parent nonprofit, is Chicago Media, Inc., they were able to use their fundraising muscle and come up with 60 over 60 million dollars in seed money for the, the the sometimes to get out of their debt and also to bolster their resources with rehiring back some of those people as they were kind of going down the doldrums of 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 the way newspapers are going mm. and, and 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 basically losing staff they decided to bring some of them back so that's what really made the deal work was that 61 million. Now, how will it work together? 
Well, I think they're taking it, uh, treading very slowly here and kind of keeping them apart in terms of separate newsrooms, separate uh, digital, uh, you know, websites, uh, separate boards. But what they are going to do just to start out with is they're going to share content. So I've already seen some uh, WBEC stories land in the in the in the Chicago Sun-Times. Wow. Uh, also like to point out that what are the implications of being a tax exempt organization? There's one yeah, very specific thing, yeah. one very specific thing that is going to happen. And that is that the Chicago Sun-Times will not be able to endorse political co- uh, candidates. Now, does Ooh. that mean they can't have political content? They can have political content. They just can't sing the praises of individuals. And, mm. uh, they, and can't they can't endorse. They can't endorse. They cannot endorse the candidates. That's exactly right. So that is kind of a very specific thing. But as we take a look at a tax exemption, I we uh, have a resource uh, that's a, available to us here. The Bro Show does. It's an, a, oh. an expert, a what I call the tax exempt uh, guru, uh, tax exempt organization guru. His name is Auditor Bob, and I have Bob here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bob, I just had Bob. to talk to yesterday a little bit, and we need to understand that the umbrella under which organizations such as this, this I've already said, their tax exempt purpose is to educate. So how the board of directors, the new board that the uh, Chicago Sun-Times will have, will view the content of their paper and see what maybe changes they need in order to maybe strengthen that that cause so, for example, will astrology, uh, the astrology, a uh, part of the paper, yeah. will that be considered educational? I don't know. Wow. Uh, well, what did Auditor Bob think? Auditor Bob felt that at this point, that the there's a very, very strong when you take a look at nonprofits, that uh, the the IRS will look favorably upon this. I think they also need to to to, to, to see that. This is a question of will they be hurting their their that organization hurt the competition that is profit making and I don't think they will at this point particularly in the in in looking at the the sometimes itself it is uh, financially floundering before this so I think it'll it, it'll bode well for them I think it's important for their board to always keep in mind that they need to have a a, a strong educational uh, part to their the paper in order to retain that tax exempt. The other thing is they could be subject to income tax for their advertising since they will have that advertising component still there as a revenue source. But the good news is that they've got the, the strong arm in the in, uh, NPR, the WBEZ radio station, has got 90,000 contributors. So hopefully they'll be able to Whoa. tap into that that as a uh, maybe get a little bit more donations towards uh, the Sun Times. I personally feel myself as a as a Sun Times reader that reader. I would very I would I have no problem giving them a year end contribution now that they're a nonprofit. It, and I'm not worried about the ah. tax deduction. I'm more about the way that they they will be conducting themselves and and rather than just you know slip sliding and you know spinning their wheels financially, yeah. they'll have the they have the basis upon which to really, uh, you know, continue on their livelihood and, and be a, a good, well-run organization. But they so have that's some, a, they have some they have some fat cat contributors too, though. Yeah, MacArthur always had is, that always was have. the one. Yeah, uh, Chicago's got a fair number of, of big foundations 
so as a result, they kind of huddled together and said, uh, and within with uh, WBEC, I'm always in, intrigued. My little factoid for the day is WBEC. Both of these organizations are very they have a very strong, long history. The WBEC was founded in 1943. It was a it was the arm of the Board of Education, Chicago Board of Education, for basically sending out instruction through radio. So the BE comes from Board of Education. The W is because oh. they're you know east of the Mississippi River. The uh, Z happens to be the fact that they were for a long time had a very their late night uh, programming was jazz. So you put oh. the W, the BE, Boards of Education, you get the Zs from jazz, and before you know it, you got WBEZ. So, uh, they're, so it's been around, around for a long time. It's met the test of time. Chicago Sun Times is actually, uh, was a consolidation of two newspapers back in 1948. So they're wow. considered like the gritty local paper that has their, that's always looking out for the local citizen. Uh, as compared to the more Tony Tribune, the Chicago Tribune, which has got oh. the highbrow uh, readers. Um, and so what I do is I, I read. I'm, I'm proud to say that I am a Chicago Sun-Times reader. Uh, you're you're of the people. You're of the people. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the peeps. That's for sure. Do you, do you listen to, to W. Beezer? You know what I did? I turned it on this morning. I don't normally do you think? listen to it. What do you think? And I, oh, very good. They had some really good content. They had a whole program on, on books where they talked about the different ways that bookstores are marketing so that they can become better bookstores all over the world. So I was, I was kind of intrigued. Wow. Uh, Did uh, they talk about book inches by any chance? No, they didn't. That's, that's probably for, a, that's something, huh. that's maybe input that a hmm. people like me can give WWB easy and give them the, right. give I them the lay so. of the land, the importance of book inches when it comes to, uh, you know, having a, a, book, a library in your, in your, in your, uh, in your condo home. like I do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. book inches are very, very important. It's very right important. Now. Yeah. But they so, hope to, to be, <laughs> if you hope to perform as a bookstore, you're going to have yeah. to know about book inches. I would say to kind of bring this uh, some closure and to, to, to emphasize the importance of this, there's a lot of newspapers taking a look at how this is all going to play out with the Sun-Times and WBEZ with the idea that this could be the model, the business model of the future uh, it could be. For, for newspapers. It's a, it's, it's a natural. Now, it's just a question of, of how it, it plays out and if, uh, if it works to the benefit of, of both organizations. So. Yeah, that would that that I'm kind of fascinated by this story. You know what I didn't realize in the research we did on this that uh the AP Associated Press they yeah. began they, they began during the Spanish American War in 1846 and uh they pooled a bunch of newspapers pooled their reporters so they wouldn't have to all go down there cuz no one wants to, you know, visit Texas when they're at war and uh you know, that's when it started. That's when the AP started, right after that. 1846, that's a long time ago. That's a long time. In fact, even most, a lot of cities like Chicago had a, uh, what they called a, a press bureau, a news bureau, where there was what they, what all the, when they had four newspapers here, they would contribute to making this news bureau. So that's where the news was all kind of brought together. So each of them could kind of do their spin on stories that were already pretty well fleshed out. Uh, so the idea of a bureau and being a nonprofit is is it's been around for for a long time, as you pointed out. That's pretty cool. It is, and you know, I'm just grateful that we had a resource like Auditor Bob 
to help us with this. Yeah, nothing better than saying Auditor Bob. Bob. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for a groaner or two? Yeah, you know, we, we, we got two groaners. Our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. The coach. And the coach came through with one very, very good groaner. So here it is. What do you call someone who pretends to be Swedish? What do you call someone who pretends to be Swedish? This is so bad. A, meat, <laughs> a meatball. An artificial, artificial Swedener. <laughs> oh, I don't think I would have gotten that one. No, that's a tough one. one. And no. this one I decided to do. I kind of took a news, newspaper headlines are puns. They were just, they, they're just loaded. Newspaper headlines have got all kinds of good stuff. So I wordsmithed one, and here's what I came up with. Why is it so difficult for the, the police to find the culprit of a police station toilet? Now, that's pretty long. I'm going to repeat it again. <laughs> why, is it so difficult, why is it so difficult for the police to find the culprit of their police station toilet. The culprit of a toilet? Why is it so difficult for them to find them? Why can't they find this guy? I don't know. You know why they can't? Why? They can't find him because the cops had nothing to go on. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that is so bad. This is yet another credit po- for it. I wordsmith that one. Oh, i got to work on that. I think you got to work on that. But you know what? There's nothing like a good poop joke to end the show.